Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Six eight seven zero seven zero zero. You know, this week will be a year since we've started Trend Chat. I don't know how many of you have listened to the very first episode, but yeah, on February ninth, it will be a year since that episode aired, and we're still here. So, going to talk a little bit about that, but we're going to stay with what the show is about and talking about what's currently going on and not what was going on last year. So we're going to talk a little bit about what happened at the Super Bowl, um, Nancy Pelosi's filibuster, and the upcoming Black Panther movie, and this military parade that is being planned. And we speak with Aaron Cruz, who is running for U.S. Senate out in the great state of California. I mean, I guess great state. I mean, it's no Texas, but <laughs> yep. So all that on this episode of Trend Chat. episode 79 and like i said in the beginning on what fairway night it will be a year since we started trend chat and that 
this sounded a whole lot different actually this wasn't the music and I'm pretty sure the sound quality was a whole lot you know I guess it's cheaply made in a way but um I appreciate everyone that has been listening since episode one or if you haven't hey go back and listen to it it's only 15 minutes because that's all I had back then but um yeah so I guess let's start off how we normally do welcome to Trend Chat and if you want to connect with us whether on Facebook Instagram or Twitter it's all the same name Trend Chat 24-7 and don't forget about getting that book Little Chicks Clearing Call to Political Activism which is available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon which contains over 300 pages from contributors like myself talking about social issues education just general politics political activism obviously and it includes my article about being a delegate at the Republican National Convention back in 2016. So please get five or six hundred copies if you want to. I mean, one would be great. I'm just saying you can go with 500, pass them out to your Republican Tea Party or Democrat group. And, you know, hey, whatever floats your boat, go ahead. <laughs> get the book and pass it around. So, <laughs> like I said, it's been a year and guess I don't want to really harp on this too long but all I want to say again as I say all the time just thank you for listening whoever you are and whatever whatever time you're listening to this just thank you for you know guess wanting to hear the rantings of a truck driver <laughs> talk about particular issues and I guess you know talk with other people from time to time that you may be interested in listening to you know, it's. I just think about where I was. I, I was in Denver, Colorado doing that first episode, and I actually was late because I couldn't find a place to park. And then I finally got my little headset on just so I can do this, um, do the podcast. And uh, like I said, it was only 15 minutes. And now we've expanded to 45. And after this year, who knows? I, I don't have any plans of stopping. Uh, I really enjoy doing this. It's, it's fun. <laughs> and kind of going back to like what I keep saying is that I appreciate everyone who is listening. And because if I remember back then, if just one person listens, you know, I'll be like just ecstatic <laughs> that someone even cared to listen. But obviously it's been more than that. Because there have been 79, this is the 79th episode. So if just one person listened to every episode, it would have been just 79 people listening. But it's been much more than that. It's been over 2,000, um, you know, plays or listen. And, you know, I don't know how many downloads, but that right there, that's just, for me, you know, like I said, a truck driver that's kind of, you know, just ranting and raving and that I sometimes have to pull myself in like I'm trying to do to myself right now I'm just my mind is blown just <laughs> um, that people want to listen to the ramblings I said the ramblings and opinions of Mr. Bledsoe which is me <laughs> so like I said I don't want to harp too much on this I definitely want to get through some of the issues well, some of the topics it was, I, I guess if you want to bring up an issue so Nancy Pelosi um, had a filibuster yesterday talking for over eight hours and 
you know, basically trying to just what well, filibuster was primarily about talking about the dreamers or you know the people who are um covered under on the DACA and just just trying to make the case that that they should uh, I guess do a deal or of some sort of or to the I wasn't her eyes I'm pretty sure she would just want you know amnesty all across the board and you know I, I wouldn't play what I maybe would play because I mean I'm pretty sure she was very you know sincere in her you know and what she was saying in those eight hours I mean I wouldn't I, I wouldn't play the baby crying I, I'm not gonna play that because I'm pretty sure that she was just you know really concerned about all those people who are maybe you know may have to either go to back to their home country or whatnot I, I mean I'm just saying I would not play that the now, hold on now no no don't put no no not um no that's not what she was doing that's not what she was doing no not for eight hours straight she was not doing that she was making a a very intelligent you know discussion she was trying to bring something to light to the american people and i mean you know no no don't play that no <laughs> but um but you know the thing about it for me is that she was willing to do this eight-hour filibuster for at at best for you said people that have done something illegal somewhere down the line. Let's just put it that way. I just put the best light on it. People that have done something illegal somewhere. I'm, I know some people might want to go as far as that saying they you know as far as being criminals and all that. Let's at the best light you could put on it is that somebody did something illegal at one point in whoever's whether in the child's life or in the parent's life at best and so it would be nice to see democrats to filibuster something for the american people or just for people who haven't done anything or you know just something for the american citizen you know that would be nice that's just how how I see it as far as when it comes to you know how how desperate they really want those votes I mean you know those dreamers sorry <clears throat> but uh so that was yesterday you know, she, she's finally stopped talking and also yesterday I don't know if it was yesterday, but in the past couple of days it came out <clears throat> about President Trump wanting a military parade. Now, <clears throat> I'm just going to go straight into this one. <laughs> just trying to move through it as quickly as possible, everything, because I actually got a number of things I want to <laughs> want to mention before we um, talk with Aaron Cruz. And so about this military parade, personally, I actually would think it would be kind of cool to see a military parade. I mean, I haven't seen one. The last one was back in 91. If you, from seeing some of the stories um, from Daily Signal and and other places. So, I know I'll probably, you know, I'll tune in to watch it. I think it'll probably be, you know, 
a sight to see. A military parade having, you know, all the branches marching. But I say all that. But, you know, when it comes down to the cost of it all, I can totally understand the people who are making the cost argument saying like why are we spending this money on this parade i totally understand that and i somewhat agree even though i would like to see a parade and my thing is that if you're going to do the parade you know i would just say there are plenty of holidays that are kind of focused on the military in one way or another or at least you know American exceptionalism or something like that. Uh, you can do it on, you know, July 4th. You can do it on, um, you know, uh, trying to think of like Memorial Day, Veterans Day, or something like that. Like pick a day where you were probably already going to have something similar, like like a parade like this. And I would say do it then. Just to be more fiscally conservative about it. I really wouldn't want to have this parade on just some random day and then do another parade on these other holidays. So that's that's kind of where I hope will happen. I don't know if that's going to happen. It's probably going to be on a random day. And I kind of go back to the whole, you know, spending money on something like this. And I, I guess you could say unnecessarily, really. It's not something you have to do. And I, you know, I know people are mentioning, well, they're not spending as much in Washington and, and want to mention like, well, the debt is going down in the past year. Okay. That's all great. That's great. But to me, (laughs) I would, I would at least like to see the number on the debt. You know, like the big debt clock you see, it says 20 trillion. Personally, I would just like to see it at least at 19. Let's bring it down at least 1 trillion on that clock before we do anything extra. That's just how I see it, at least. Because, I mean, we are, you know, we are at the point where we are kind of, like I said, spending less. I can't say that we're just like totally slashing everything because that's not true. But we are spending less. And if we were spending even less than what we were, then we can get the debt down even more. And like I said, we can get it down. If we got the debt down to where it said 19 trillion. Okay, let's have a party. Let's have a parade. You know, let's not go all out with it. Just, you know, just have a little celebration for it. Hey, we're we're doing something. (laughs) We're bringing the debt down. and, And then we have military parade. Even though it wouldn't be totally, you know, connected, but still, it'd be a celebration of some sort. So, so that, you know, that's that's how I'm seeing the whole parade. Because I'm just thinking of the the cost that's going to come in trying to put this together. I know it's not a lot, a lot in in I guess in comparison to how much Washington spends on everything else. But, um, that, I mean, that just, yeah, not going to go. That's, that's my 
two cents that was like what five minutes long so if not longer all right before we talk about the i guess the stories behind the super bowl not particularly the game itself before i get to talk about that and mine i think it will be a very controversial statement even though it's going to be a short one about the black panther movie but i think it's going to be very controversial just i don't know huh I think I'm, I think I'm always selling it. But, <laughs> but before we get to that, let's hear from our friends with the Founder Project. Hello, Trend Chat fans. The Founding Project invites you to experience our latest resource to take civics to citizens, TFP's new website. Visit us at www.thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with the Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Join us today. So I did a poll on my Facebook page. Um, well, my Facebook, my social media. So it's Brian L. Bledsoe on Facebook. On Twitter, it's BL underscore Bledsoe. Um, that's on Twitter. On Facebook, it's Brian L. Bledsoe. And on Instagram, it's Bledsoe.bc. This is why I don't mention it <laughs> in the beginning because it's all different. It's so much easier to say Trend Chat 24-7 all across all social media platforms. That's so much easier as opposed to having to think of every different different one. So, yeah, that's one reason why I don't do that. <laughs> but I did a poll during the Super Bowl, just asking, hey, who's watching? I mean, obviously, it's been such a hot topic the, since the season started with the National Anthem protests and Colin Kaepernick and all everyone else who was kneeling. And so I was just wondering, who's not, you know, who's not going to watch Super Bowl? I mean, if the people haven't been watching all season, actually, what what would be the point of watching the last game? You haven't really been following it. If I'm just saying for someone that would want to watch the Super Bowl as opposed to boycotting the rest of the season. But um, um, I think on all of them, it was like 70-30 for the people who responded. And I know personally, I wasn't even planning on watching it. And I said... I think I've mentioned this a couple of times. I'm not a big boycott person. Um, for me, when it comes to the NFL, it's, I just haven't been watching because I literally don't care anymore. I just lost interest. Um, now, the anthem protest played a part, but it wasn't the only thing. I think I mentioned this a couple of times as well. My interest declined when the owners and players threw a fit over Rush Limbaugh. Even considering being a owner of the St. Louis Rams. And that that kind of got under my skin. I really didn't care for, I mean, you have all these other people who potentially want to own an NFL team, and then they just had a hissy fit over Rush Limbaugh even, even thinking about it. And he was going to be part of a group. But, yeah, that response to to his, you know, potential ownership which didn't happen. Um, it just really kind of, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. 
and it kind of that's where it started there i ain't gonna get too more any more details into it but um uh, yeah so and plus as a christian as a conservative if i boycotted everything that especially in in a christian sense that either with a blasphemes or that is um disparaging the christians in any way or supporting organizations that disparage and or outright just hostile to christianity you basically couldn't do anything because all all of these companies are doing something one way or another or supporting organizations or somewhere down down the line in their business or doing something that um, a christian wouldn't agree with so like I say, if I kept going down that line to boycotting everything that did something, <laughs> I would literally have to make everything myself and do everything myself. I had to make my own fuel or make my own clothes or basically become Amish in a way. So that's my deal on when it comes to boycotting. That's like I said, something I mentioned before. And um, <clears throat> so, like I said, I didn't even plan to watch it, but I actually found out you know well i turned out to watch it i was at a at a bar so getting something to eat <laughs> and um it was on so i just i just stuck around and and watched it um, you know it's not like i'm gonna walk in the bar turn that off <laughs> i'm not watching the nfl you know so um or even you know try to find a place that wasn't playing you know i'm just whatever if it was on whatever so um so yeah, I saw it. Philadelphia Eagles won. Woohoo! They had a parade today, so hopefully they're not burning stuff down and looting like they did when they won. So, which is just I, that was something I mentioned on um on Facebook. I, it's already bad enough, you know. It's criminal, wrong, to destroy public property or private property or someone else's property in general. Let's put it that way. It's already criminal to do that. It's just insane, stupid. What other words can I think of? Like, how dumb can you be to, like, want to destroy someone's property because your team won? It's bad enough if you want to do it because your team lost. Like, you got that upset about a game if your team lost that you want to go out and ride in the streets. That's stupid in itself. But you won, right? You're like, yeah, we won the Super Bowl. Let's go blow up a car. <laughs> let's go, let's go loot some convenience store. And what's the? Well, not nah, there's there's no logic in that. There's absolutely no logic in that. That's just sheer stupidity. That's all it is. <laughs> I just couldn't believe, it. even though that's you know this is not the first thing. Um, well, yeah, well, it was like one of the first things I saw right after the um, the Eagles won. They showed a shot of people out there in the streets acting the fool. And then all of a sudden you start seeing the little bonfires. <laughs> and then they just started like pushing over cars and going into stores and looting. Why? Oh, anyway, it was just beyond dumb, idiotic, 
Uh, I'm just real. I'm just trying to think of words how stupid these people are. I really hope. I hope all of them got caught. I know they. I know they all didn't get caught. I'm pretty sure. But I hope they all got caught, and I hope they all just are still sitting in jail and get the fullest extent of the law. I'm like, I'm, I'm almost. It, it is so stupid. I'm. I can't even talk. It's. It's just so dumb. And anyway, all right, all right. <clears throat> Let's get on to the next point. Um, now, after the Super Bowl, you know, after everything was over, uh, a couple of players were uh, asked about, you know, obviously, they're going to go to the White House. They're going to do the whole visit and give the president a jersey and whatnot. And so some of the players just had to make it known. We're not I'm not going to go to the White House for the visit. You know that, that basically virtue signaling, signaling out there or whatever. Um, I, I tell you, the whole thing about those people looting it's got me tongue tied all of a sudden. But, <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway, who cares about you know you're not going to the White House, whatever. Just like the people that didn't go to the State of the Union. Okay, fine. No, no one's making you go. You're not forced to go listen to this speech. You're not forced to go to the White House uh, with the rest of the team. Whatever. Why would you know? Why would I want you to come if you don't want to come anyway? I don't want you around if you don't want to be around me. If you don't want to be here, fine. Don't come. Not going to miss you. Pretty sure. If you don't come by, oh man, I wish so and so would have came. Even though he totally, you know, hates me, <laughs> I wish he would have came anyway. Whatever, don't come, don't go. I did hear something. I don't know how true this is. I saw it like one time, so that um, they were considering bringing veterans in the place of these players that don't show up which you know that's a cool idea matter of fact i'll throw my name in there hey i wouldn't mind coming by the white house <laughs> in in place of one of those players i wouldn't mind going by there you know another thing about it in hearing this because i totally understand these players saying they don't want to go to the white house and see president trump because you can go to the white house anytime you can take a tour without having to see the president and I understand where they're coming from. Cause I'll be totally honest with you. I wouldn't want to go see Obama when he was there. Now that don't mean I don't wouldn't mind taking a tour of the white house. I don't mind going to the white house and just seeing it just for, you know, for the historical place that it is. But yeah, I can understand that. I wouldn't want to go see Obama. I, I could think of a couple of times when I was um, in Dallas and I was in town when Obama was in town and I purposely left town <laughs> so I wouldn't be there. And there were like maybe one or two times where I had an opportunity to go. It was like a nonpartisan event or whatever. And I think I had like one or two, um, I guess one or two opportunities to go. And I didn't care. I like, you know, it's not like they was asking me, hey, do you, uh, we want you to come. They were like, if um if if you want to go then uh let us know or something like that and i just didn't bother to to look into it so 
Um, but yeah, like I said, I understand that. People don't want to go for political reasons. That's that's they're right. The I guess the one thing for me is that these people who are not going to the White House to see President Trump, for them, they're viewed as not going strictly on political, you know, just for political reasons. You know, whether they believe that they just don't like his policies or they don't like, you know, don't like him as a person or something like that. Fine. Whatever. It's just when the people, if there was someone that didn't want to go when Obama was in the White House, it was instantly, you know, viewed as just straight hateful that they, you know, that they hated President Obama. And that's the, I guess that's the double standard that you're seeing now. And that, that is the one thing that's kind of just whatever. All these people who are saying that they don't want to go to see President Trump. Oh, they looked at, it's, you know, a lot of cases, they're such a hero. They're standing up for whoever writes or whatever. <laughs> and which that is fine. But when someone didn't want to see Obama for uh, other reasons as well, for political reasons. Oh, oh, you must be a racist. You don't want to see the president. You don't want to see the first black president, blah, 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 whatever. So, but, um, yeah, so, um, anyway, enough of that. Before we get to the Black Panther movie, I don't really have a lot to say about right about it right now until it comes out. But I do have one thing in particular um, I'll mention. But before that, let, let's hear from our friends with the Founding Project. Hello, Trend Chat listeners. If you like the Founding Project's civics education video series civics for all ages and our educational meme series we think you will love our new website join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement the founding project is a 501c3 education nonprofit please join us today now I'm I'm just going to say this about the Black Panther movie, and it's going to be pretty short. And after this, I'm basically going to go right into talking with Aaron Cruz. So here it is. Now, look, I'm just, I'm, let me say this now. What I'm about to say may permanently revolt my blackness among, you know, black Twitter or, you know, just the all these so-called, I guess, black leaders or whatever. I'm just going to say this and, you know, I, I just want to put it out there. Oh, warning. No. It's a warning. Warning. After, yeah. After, after I said this, my black card may be told. I mean, it's already was revoked from these people, especially from like BET or something like that. But after I said this, they, they might just want to come at me with, you know, pitchforks and just, you know, set me on fire or whatever i don't know but look let me just say this i just want to say black panther movie will not be the greatest movie of all time yes i, I said it yep black panther would not be the greatest movie of all time i'm sorry it's going to be good it's going to be just like all the other marvel movies and i'm going to watch it 
And I'm pretty sure it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good movie. But it will not, it's not going to be the greatest movie of all time. I, I'm just saying that because I, I'm seeing all these reviews. I mean, they are really hyping this. Like, it's just the greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, the greatest thing since a movie, since film was made. <laughs> and I feel like they just really open, hy- overhyping this movie, mainly because we're talking about a black superhero. And they just... It's like I could just hear the white guilt in these reviews of some of these. And then, in, you know, whether if they're black, then they're, like, they're just going over the top about how great this movie is. This is going to be so good. Oh, and people walk, said they're going to be coming out in dashikis and I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was it. So <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, I'll tell you about my status, my black status. Um, in a future episode. So, all right. So we're gonna talk with Aaron Cruz, and we're gonna just talk about her her run for the U.S. Senate. So, without further ado, here is Aaron Cruz. Hello, this is Trend Chat, and we are pleased to have speaker, radio talk show host, author, and she is currently running for U.S. Senate in the state of California, and she is looking to hashtag Fire Feinstein. I am talking about Aaron Cruz. How are you doing today? Hi there. I'm doing I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me on your show and uh giving us some time to talk the issues and reaching out to uh your listeners. I guess the first question is probably something you've probably been asked a number of times, but I guess I should ask it now. Do you have any have any relation to Ted Cruz? No, I'm not related to Ted Cruz. <laughs> I'm not. Everybody asks me that question. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. Cruz is my married name, so uh, you know it's 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 a great name though. So I, I have no problems holding that in common. I'm like I said. I'm pretty sure you've got that question plenty of times. So I'm gonna feel <laughs> obligated to ask that first. <laughs> he's he's a good guy, as Donald Trump says. He's a good guy, so I, I don't mind sharing a name with him, even <laughs> if there's no relation. Now, I've went through just a little bit of your resumes, so we could probably do a week's worth of a podcast going through all of your background. <laughs> but just yeah. give uh, just give my listeners a little bit a little bit about your background, and also you know when and how you got involved in in politics. Okay, well, uh, basically, I was. Right now, I am running for U.S. Senate, and I am an author, a published author of a book called Revolution America, Communication Toolbox for the Modern Conservative American Woman. Uh, And that was derived out of nine years or so of political activism uh, and uh, really working with the community. And I don't know if you go to throwback of Tea Party and, you know, rallies and fighting for freedom and all different people from all different parties coming together to try to push back on taxes and uh, some of the the oppressive things that were going on with health care reform back, roll back down to 2009 uh, when Barack Obama came in and and tried to shove that down our throat and was successful. Uh, But uh, in any case, before that, before I uh, was into political activism, I worked in academia. I worked in specialized human resources, uh, and I was basically working with immigration, different kinds of uh, contract analyst, uh, you know, contract analysts, and going through policies uh, and procedures and giving recommendations. 
uh, if you look at my my background, you'll see international relations, a um, lot of immigration stuff. Now, if you roll back before that, I worked for a CPA firm and um, it was a small business, and basically worked from the ground up. Okay, and so when I say that, I started my career as a single mom. Okay, single mom working part time, minimum wage. At the end of my career, I, you know, has become fairly successful, if <laughs> I might say. Uh, and so I have a vast background. I can go into all the details, but I'm, I'm a human. I'm a person. I'm just like everyone else. I'm not an elitist. I'm not a politician. I'm not a lifetime politician. I'm not a high-end attorney. You know, I, I've lived in the real world. You know, and I see the problems that Americans are facing, and I'm I'm wanting to work with Americans to make change, to be the change we want to see. I can well, given that you're in the state of California, I can think of a, a litany of, of reasons why you would want to run for for U.S. Senate. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to ask you uh, specifically, like, uh, what inspired you to to want to run for U.S. Senate? Well, you know, I talk about my, I told you about my book, and it's basically Revolution America. And I talk about being the change that we want to see, being the revolution in America and across America. And like I said, it's 10 years, almost nine years of political activism. But after writing my book and releasing it, you know, I've been promoting it and, and working on it. I got a, I got an email from my girlfriend, and she says, Aaron, there's nobody running against Feinstein. So I look, and... Yeah, there are a few people running against her, but there's nobody there I could vote for. And I'll be darned, I sat, sat there, I thought about it, and my girlfriend says, you need to run. And I said, me run for U.S. Senate? You know, well, I, I don't know, <laughs> you know. Um, but what it comes down to, what it comes down to is this is bigger than me. And I thought about it, and I prayed about it some more, and I decided, you know what? I need to practice what I preach. My entire book series is based on being the revolution in America, making change, taking action, being an active citizen. So here I am. Well, when did you announce and how's the campaign going so far? Well, I announced on January 1st. And so we are about a year behind in most campaigns. And the campaign is going great so far. We are currently building our infrastructure all throughout the state. Uh, and we've got many, many invites. We're setting up our rallies right now. So I'm looking forward to, in every region, having active rallies where citizens can come out and hear uh, me speak. They can have their local running officials come, uh, you know, candidates come, uh, political activists can have a voice and, and have it be a real positive uh, positive push for for gathering citizens from all backgrounds, not just Republicans, but independents, libertarians, and even some of the Democrats that are just tired of the corruption. The only way to change what's going on in D.C. right now is to vote people in who actually see the problems, who see the corruption, and who are going to take action to change things. And um, and I am one of those people. So I want to be part of the process. I want people to get involved and uh, and it's going great. I've had a lot of positive feedback so far. Now, one of the things you mentioned that you were involved with as far as when it comes to immigration. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, that is a very hot topic right now up in D.C. And 
I guess, what are your thoughts as far as what is being proposed? And also, I'm pretty sure that um, you differ a lot. That's probably an understatement as far as what how you differ from Diane Feinstein. But I guess give us your thoughts on on all that. Well, you know, it's a complex issue. It's, it, you know, immigration is a very complex issue, and it touches a lot of different people throughout, especially throughout California. You know, and, and we can't take it lightly. Unfortunately, we haven't had, you know, like we hadn't had tax reform up until Donald Trump. We really hadn't had mass, you know, massive immigration reform, which we really need. Uh, and so, in essence, what I would like to do is approach it as sensitively as we can. But my stance is pretty clear. We have laws for a reason. We need people in this country who respect the law, who live by the law, and uh, want to better our nation. Uh, not people who flee their land, not followed laws, come here illegally, broken laws doing so, and want to reap the benefits. So many are still in line waiting waiting to get here uh, and, and just passed up by these lawbreakers. So, you know, I do understand that there's a, a balance, there's a, there's a fine balance uh, in the entire big picture immigration because you have the dreamers, then you have the illegals, okay? And then you have people who've overstayed their visas. Then you have the other portion of immigration reform where there are loopholes being used, abuses being uh, made through H-1B, where people who are working in specialized job titles are being brought here when American citizens can actually do the work and are hireable here in the state. So immigration is a big, hot topic. It's not just illegals. It's not just dreamers. It, and, and it will need solutions. And even if Donald Trump and, and Congress pass something right now, I need people to understand this is just the beginning. We need people in office who will continually update the system, work to refine, not wait 30 years like they did on tax reform to change something. You know, the government works for us. And uh, Right? Yeah. And so. I guess the one, the one thing I want to ask you as well is, I, I mean, I'm not well versed as far as in the primary, how it works in California. So uh, do, do you have other candidates running in the primary or no, or just straight to the general? Yes, there are. There are a couple of um, Republican candidates. But again, like I said, there was nobody running for office that I could vote for. Uh, and and the reason why is there was something on their platform that I didn't agree with, um, or they were just too mediocre. We cannot have, we do not and cannot afford to have people running who are mediocre. We need people who are going to listen to the populace. I want to listen to not just Republicans, but Democrats, independents, libertarians. People have good solutions. As long as they're good solutions, they follow the U.S. Constitution. They're sound. They're, they're, they're freedom-based. We should be able to make change, come together and make change. Uh, and, and so, you know, when I saw that there was lukewarm, I just know against Dianne Feinstein, we can't have a lukewarm candidate. We will lose. And I am here to win. So, uh, you know, this is a good opportunity for America and for California. Well, I would like for you to basically, I guess, to, you know, I guess what they call like a stump speech. I want you to, everything that you'd like to, if we ever want to know about your campaign, let them have it. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I just want to let everyone know, like I had said, look, I am a Republican, but we really have to have a united effort across California and the United States, all right? And, and I am here to listen to you. If Congress members are going to serve you, they need to listen to you. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what you want to see from your U.S. Senator. Send me an email. My email is info, I-N-F-O, at AaronCruz.com. You can go and get involved in my campaign by going to VoteAaronCruz.com and uh, sign up for our emails and, and join a group that's in your area and get involved. Be a part of the solution. And, uh, again, if you have any questions, send me an email. I'm here. I'm here for America, and I'm here for California. And where can everyone reach you on social media? They can reach me at Real Aaron Cruz on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. All right. Well, you know what? I actually have one last question. Um, yeah. There was there was news about, <laughs> I guess, one one state to be called New California. Now, I don't like I mentioned yeah. before. I don't know that much about what's going on in California, but I guess is there any is there any chance of that happening or what? Well, that's a long process. New California, I think, would take a year and a half to do, uh, to, to go through process. There's also something called the state of Jefferson. There's always been talk, you know, for a period of time of different kind of ways of approaching splitting up the state. This is the way I look at it. We are the United States of America. We are California. We need to be united. This is not the time when we have issues like we're facing across the nation and in the state to divide ourselves even further. If you have energy to split the state up, I would encourage people to rather work to hire the people that you want to solve issues in the state because problems will follow you if you don't get to the root issue. And the root issue is the people. The people need to put the right representatives in office and take back the power that they actually hold. All right. And also, what is the, I guess, the dates for the primary? Uh, the the primary is in I think it's June fifth Tuesday. Okay. And definitely, you know. Oh, oh, what was the website again? The my website, my website for the radio show is AaronCruz.com, E-R-I-N-C-R-U-Z.com, or for the the campaign is VoteAaronCruz.com. All right, Aaron, thank you so much for your time, and hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. Yes, be in touch. Yep, and thanks to Aaron for joining us. And here we are at the end. That is another episode in the books. Once again, thank you so much. I'm pretty sure y'all tired of hearing me saying this, but I do really appreciate everyone who is listening. And until next time, we'll chat with you later. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. 
Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700.